He's got a beautiful backswing. Dad! Oh, he got all of that one. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. Lay up with an iron into the hazard. Well, that wasn't quite what I meant, you know. What's up, everybody? Welcome in once again to the 73rd hole. Colby Powell, Taylor Williams, and Sam Humphreys with you. We are the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma, and we are covering some golf in the state of Oklahoma today. We are up here at Forest Ridge in Tulsa for the 6A Boys State Championship, which was rolling along quite nicely until the uh, beepers on the carts started to go off. <laughs> it's the first and time I've ever seen the horn uh, be beepers on the carts. And not be a horn? Yeah. Well, and the, Hey, and the cart thing actually actually alerts you about the goose, the wild goose. It did alert me about the goose. It's Forest Ridge is so spread out that if they <laughs> blew a horn, I don't think everyone would be able to hear it. So they've got like the GPS carts and they just beep the GPS carts whenever it goes out. So um, I don't know what hole y'all were on. I was back on 16 whenever I was the on horn four. blew. On four, Taylor, where were you on at? six green. Okay, so we were all scattered all over the golf course covering some 6A golf today. I was with uh, Ben Stoller yep. of Owasso, who was the overnight leader by a shot. He's one over through six holes on his day. So he's, he's got about 40 feet for birdie on 16. Yep. It's a tough, it'll be a tough two-putt, though, for him. So he'd be tied then with Edmund Norris, Jordan Wilson, who's even par on the day. But, fellas, I... We don't know at this point if we're going to get any more golf in. Uh, the sky's kind of just opened. Yeah, I was out there following Jordan Wilson, uh, and he actually just missed about a seven-foot birdie putt on number four uh, to take the outright lead. Uh, so right when the horns beep, you know, um, it, it, we're kind of looking at a situation. I'm looking outside right now where it is pouring down rain, and there's no end in sight. They said they're going to re evaluated one o'clock so i guess and we're we'll, recording guess we'll this it's, a, it's just a little after eleven thirty now so about an hour and a half they're going to reassess and essentially i assume they're going to decide whether they can get golf in today yeah whenever whenever you hear the word reassess that doesn't mean we're heading out to the tee box and we're teeing it up that's when we say okay do we have 30 more minutes do we have an hour left you know we're going to pull up the radar see what we have and you know we've been looking at the radar and from what we see you know it's going to be here for a while what it looks like but it also looks like maybe it can come out later in the afternoon might be able to finish some holes one good one good thing I noticed that was out there is that they were already playing lift clean in place mm -hmm. so we won't have to worry about anyone right. getting unlucky with mud balls which and was stuff because like. of the winter kill and obviously this the courses around the states have kind of struggled with that well the course uh, is already a little bit wet this morning even yeah. even before the rain started coming in and now it's just going to be an absolute um, I mean just an absolute swamp out there if we are able to play some golf this afternoon and hopefully we are because this match down the stretch I, I say match there's some other guys in contention they're gonna have to make some birdies uh, late to get into it with Jordan Wilson and Ben Stoller from Owasso. Uh, but, I mean, those two, I mean, essentially tied right now. Yep. That's going to be a close, close finish because Stoller's playing some good golf. I know Wilson's playing some good golf. Stoller's only bogey today. Really didn't deserve a bogey. Hit a great tee shot on par three. He's had one too many clubs that carried about yeah. 60 and, feet and past the hole. And they're on opposite sides of the golf course currently because yeah. of the team structure. Let's talk about that for a second, how dumb this is. I think that they should change it to where – at least the leaders go off in individual pairings about how they finished individually the days before because when you get this situation, right now you have Stoller and Wilson battling it out, but they're on opposite sides of the golf course, and Stoller teed off an hour before off number 10. It doesn't make sense, to me, at least. I, I think that, I don't know what your solution would be. My solution would be basically just repair the entire field after the first day by score, just like they do on the PGA Tour. Repair the entire field. So if you've got, you know, a, a five-man from Edmund North, a five-man from Wausau, and a five-man from Bixby, and those are the three worst scores on day one, I know that's not realistic with, with Edmund North there, Sam, but bear <laughs> with me for my example here, then send those three guys out in the first tee time and then just send the, the next three worst guys out in the next tee time and just keep doing that here's, over and over again. Here's what make, makes it a logistical problem. It's because the coaches can't – follow it, it makes it easier for the coaches to follow when yeah. they're together one other thing that i hate about high school golf pairings is <laughs> they don't repair the the team at like say your one man on the first day is your lowest score he doesn't go out first on the five bag he goes out one again on the on the next day yeah so even so, if you play the worst on your team you're still going to be in the one bag position which yeah. is not what you want to do because you want your best player out there playing against the other best players especially right. if you're in a tight team competition yeah. right like Edmund North uh they had Bogo out 
uh, as the five guy, even though he shot the second best score on the team yesterday, which is interesting. You know, it it's kind of makes it a little bit of a different dynamic. So you're, you, you, all these guys are in random places on the course. Yeah, and, you know, we, we talked about this a couple of things, you know, driving up and also yesterday. You know, we made up the point uh, – I was talking with you yesterday, Sam. I think you're the only player in, in maybe American history to have won All-State and not played in the state tournament that year. You <laughs> yeah. know, so it's like well, if you have a great program like Edmund North, why can't you bring individuals to compete against the other individuals? And, you know, to go back to the, the where you start at, I remember – Classic story for my day, I was telling y'all this coming up, where my sophomore year, I think I was down one or two going into the final round of state, and I started, the tournament was at Rose Creek, I had to start on number 10, which is dead into the wind, everyone else in the lead started on one downwind. Well, not only that, you had to start on 10 and 11, both dead into the wind at, both, at Rose, both just absolutely brutal golf holes. Um, probably robbed you of your third ring. We're going to say it. Yeah. I think you would yep. have three if you started. Well, I lost one. by like six to Karsten uh, Majors, but, uh, but never. So, I mean, that's. Uh, I like, shout out I to like, K-Mage. I like to revise yeah. history. I think revisionist history is the way to go. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I just narrowly missed winning out state our senior yeah. year. Yeah. I think I ended up finishing the, in 12. The famous about Brian Scalabrini quote. 28 shots back. Where, where the famous Scalabrini quote where he said, in, in 10 years, I'll tell them that I was a bench – or tell them that I played. In 20 years, I'll tell them that I started. In 40 years, I'll tell them I was in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> Stories that's always phenomenal. get better a long time, don't they? Yeah, they don't ever get worse. That's phenomenal. So, uh, so, yeah, like I said, I went out and watched Ben Stoller. He had about 20 feet for par on 10, made it. We get around, he has about, let's call it 15 feet for par on 14, makes it. He has 10 feet for par on 15, narrowly makes it. It, it almost did the seawoo where it hung on the lip, and it thought about going in. It decided not to, so that's his lone bogey. And Stoller go, uh, Jr., but he's already committed to K-State, Yes, yep, committed to K-State as a junior at Owasso. Yeah, and uh, I, I was watching Jordan Wilson, you know, uh, easy par on one, uh, and then he, he got to two and had to pitch out, but then hit a phenomenal wedge shot to about two feet, uh, and then uh, made par at three, and then it hit it to about six or seven feet at four uh, and couldn't get the putt to drop. So it's going to be really interesting uh, if they get to play some golf. Uh, I'm not sure that that's going to be possible today, though. It, it may not be. If it, keeps, if it keeps pouring like this, you know, a lot of times when you have to wonder because we say, you know, even if there's not thunder, you can still play. Well, if the greens get too oversaturated where you're putting through puddles. You can't play. You can't play. And yeah. maybe they'll have the squeegee units out there. The and greens were pure before the rain They were rolling oh, really good. so good. They were rolling really good. And, you know, I was out there watching for the uh, majority of the time um, Dylan Teeter, who's um, from Bixby, who's a um, Oklahoma City commitment, um, who was in third going into the day. And then um, Carson Wright was in the same group from Norman, who was fifth going into the day. Um, from what I saw, Teeter three-putted the first hole, missed about a three-footer for par. Um, really vicious lip out. Um, since then, has played pretty steady. On number four, he hit a tree on his approach shot, left him about 100 yards, hit it up to about a foot, and tapped it in oh, for par. So nice. very clutch. We've got to give nice. a shout-out to his fit today. I mean, his his outfit is phenomenal. He's looking slick. He, Have you all ever seen Peaky Blinders on Netflix? <laughs> yes. Yeah. He looks he, like a character straight out of Peaky Blinders. He has the Bryson DeChambeau slash Payne Stewart hat going on today. And, and I'm telling you guys, you got to look it up side-by-side. He, he, is he is he Bruce Arians' he cousin? He looks like a twin? skinny Bruce Arians. I mean, th they look okay, Bruce so similar. Bruce Arians is old enough to be his dad, so I'll, he looks like Bruce Arians' kid. hundred <laughs> percent. So, so yeah. it's Dylan Arians. He even has the like mustache. Oh going yeah, on. he has the exact same facial hair, the exact same yeah. facial features, all of it. He looks exactly like it. Bruce Arians. Pure swing that too. Was, that, was Taylor's, uh, that was Taylor's recognition earlier, by the way. Absolutely. Taylor was the first one to put that together that he looks exactly like Bruce Arians. Well, so, I, I saw it and well, I was like, should I be watching golf or should I be learning about football yeah. and Tom Brady? <laughs> and and. By the way, before we forget, we want to give a big shout-out to Madison Custom Homes Absolutely. for letting us be out here today. Uh, John Madison, Amy Madison, uh, great people over there. Uh, if you're looking, at, in, looking into building a house, definitely go to uh, Madison Custom Homes and see what they have. Uh, John built my house. I love it. And uh, John Madison, Madison Custom Homes. Uh, well, if you've seen our tweets, you've obviously seen the hashtag Madison Custom Homes. That's because they made all of this possible. Uh, and our tweets have been, it, it's been great. We've been doing all the live coverage, uh, and that will continue as long as we get to play some more golf today. Yeah, and we hear some thunder outside right now, so the storms are definitely coming in. And uh, whenever you Google Madison Custom Homes, it's M A T T. E-S-O-N, Madison Custom Homes. Uh, so give them a Google and make sure they can get you taken care of. Let me make sure I understand the rule correctly because, Taylor, uh, our junior year of high school, we had a round rained out in the state tournament. So my understanding of the rules is that if they do not get this tournament in today, 
that the th- the thirty six hole result will become final. That that's that's correct. Yes. The, from the way I understand it, yes. Because I'm there's no way that they would come back tomorrow. Is there? I, I don't mean, know. I mean, I all these kids are still in school. I don't I don't think the schools would let them have another day. Because the, sure. the, the difference between ours, Colby, was that ours happened on the first day. It did as opposed as opposed day. to the final round. So our second I, I, eighteen got rained out the first day. We, uh, our, yes, literally our second eighteen. I was on my eighteenth hole. You were on your seventeenth hole. Yeah. And and it got rained out. And then, but we were playing as individuals that year, mm-hmm. and so we were out in front of everyone. So not everyone had played, and that's one thing you run into with the split tee box situation. You know, we got one leader on one side of the oh, course, yeah. one side, one well, leader on the other side. So we can't shorten it to a um, what is that fifty four forty five hole tournament? We can't yeah. shorten it to that right. exactly because. You know, um, back in 2010, this happened where the tornado hit Jimmy Austin. Uh, oh, I remember the, that. During yeah. the state championship, during the 6A state championship, uh, and they actually had to cancel the second round, uh, and, and that changed up how the tournament ended up finishing because uh, – but the problem was you couldn't do anything about it because everyone was on different holes. So, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah um, that, was the, that, that was the same year, exact same year, 2010. It was, yeah. yeah it was. Yeah, because that was yeah. when uh, Taylor Moore won there. Yeah, at, and, and it's the, by Austin the way, well. it's not just 6A today that's having trouble. I, I got a text saying that uh, 4A at Winter Creek is likely a rain out. I don't know what 3A is looking like up in Cushing. Obviously, Meadowbrook 5A right down the road is, yes, is getting it's, rain. It's going to be whatever is happening here. I would imagine Cushing, which is just west of here, uh, 40, 50 miles or so. I would imagine some that they're great dealing with individual some of the same golfing play hey, over there in and 3A. I'll tell you 100%. What, yeah, I'll tell you what, it's a damn shame if they can't finish it, though, because. If you look at it right now, Jordan Wilson's actually tied for the lead. I know. Mm-hmm. But I know. he's going to lose by one if they call it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to feel ba- horrible for the kids if it gets canceled because, I mean, you show up, you're prepared to play a 54-hole tournament and grind it out to win a state title. And, I mean, they came out this morning. They did all their prep. They, got, they went out there. They played. Uh, I mean, let's see. Stoller's played six holes. Jordan Wilson's played, what, four holes? And... I mean, if it gets scrapped, then they're just going to go with the 36-hole scores. And if that were the case, then Edmund North would be the winning team and Owasso's Ben Stoller would be the individual state champion uh, as a junior. Now, Jordan Wilson is a senior, is that correct? Or is he a junior as well? I believe he's yeah. a senior. Jordan Wilson is a senior. Jordan Wilson is yeah. a senior. Okay, so this will be his last state championship. So we hope for his sake that he at least has the chance to yeah. go out and play some golf this afternoon to get it done. Yeah. Uh, Taylor, what else are you seeing there oh, standings-wise? Yeah, so basically just pointing it out, you know, I think in all honesty, you know, I'm not trying to pick bias towards you, Sam, by any stretch of imagination, but I think this is definitely an individual race at this point. I mean, Edmund North has a has a 14 had a 14-shot lead going into the day, and with how – uh, good Jordan Wilson's playing and how good the rest of the other players are playing. I think it's going to be tough to catch them. So I think that for us coming down the stretch, I think that it's our focus or everyone's focus and, will be predominantly on the individual side of it because it's such a tight race as opposed right, to the and they, and they had a 14-shot lead over Jinx, and Jinx has made some little mistakes like hitting it, like when Jordan Wilson hit it left behind the trees, so did the Jinx guy. And so they, they really haven't taken advantage early, which is what you have to do when you're down by 14, which 14 isn't a whole lot. It's not like one guy has to make up 14 shots, uh, but, but you have to make up some of, ground. I mean, basically, each of your four scores that you take yeah. have to make up four shots it, right. it, in, it, a, in a day. That's hard to do. It's hard to control your fate at that point yeah. because, you know, when Edmund North has such good players, I mean, you can't go out and get, I mean, you go out and shoot 63, all of you, then yeah, you have a chance. Right. But, you know, I mean, if you go out and all shoot even par, you still probably won't even get it done, you know? So, right. I mean, that just, it just goes to show how, how tough it is. And like you said, guys, I mean, hopefully we are able to get back out there because I, I was really enjoying watching the golf and I think that uh, I think it's going to be a great tournament coming down the stretch if we are able to get out there and play. Yep, yep. some rain still coming down so uh, we'll keep you posted at the 73rd hole on Twitter. That's where you need to go, at the 73rd hole on Twitter. They're going to reassess at 1 o'clock, a little more than an hour, uh, so we'll try to get this posted and anybody who's listening, head over to our Twitter at the 73rd hole and uh, we'll, we'll let you know what's happening up here at Forest Ridge. Now, down at TPC Craig Ranch this week, there will be an event and uh, weather should not be an issue at TPC Craig Ranch as far as I know, uh, this is a new site for the tournament. They have now, thankfully, they've now. I mean, they've left Trinity Forest. We were talking about it on the way up here. Trinity Forest just it didn't really have much character Boring. to it. It was just very Boring. bland. Yeah, didn't make for a great golf tournament. I'm, I'm glad they moved it too. And even before, um, you know, the only course that I played of those was Lost Colinas, where they held it for how many ever years, and. Whenever they would come out with uh, course ratings where the PJ Tour players would rank or a select few players would rank the courses, you know, anonymously, of course, um, Las Cleanest was always towards the bottom. Like, no one liked it for whatever reason. And so that was one of the main reasons they switched, and they went to the course that was Speed even more. liked it. <laughs> yeah, yeah speed like when it. he was 16 years old, yeah, and when he finished, I think he was 16 Scott, and finished 16. I think he did, yeah. Our guy, our guy Scott Verplank liked it, too. 
He yes. yeah. one up there. That was one of one of his big, or did he say it was his biggest? Uh, he said that it maybe meant the most to him because he won the Byron Nelson. It was the first Byron Nelson played after Byron passed. Oh. So it was a big, very big deal for Scott Verplank to win and, that. And, you know, for it's kind of interesting, guys, for us three to be such avid golfers, for none of us to have gone down and played Craig Rance. It's not that far away. We just haven't – none of us have been able to get down really there isn't. and play it. And it it's not – It's shorter it, than Dallas. It's really not that much – I've never felt like it's really been on the radar for me as a place that like I really need to go play. But now that there's a tour stop there, I'm sure that they'll get a lot more run. You know, and I know Sam. You probably know this growing up. They used to host a, host a big AJGA there every year, and yep. um, that's that drew a, a huge crowd of people. And so that's kind of what made it out to me. And one thing I really like about this course, guys, is that nine and eighteen both end on par fives. So I think you'll see. You know, can, can we see some eagles coming in? Someone might might screw up, make a par, maybe even potentially a bogey. Um, so see that along the way. Um, look like from the scorecard, it's going to be about 7,400 if they want to tip it out. Par 71 more than likely. I think it's the 12th hole. They can play as a par 4 or par 5. Generally with the pros, they'll, they'll make it a par 4. So I expect that to happen. So I expect to see a 7,400 par 71. And we, see, all, we all know how McKinney in Texas can be, guys. If the wind picks up, yeah. I mean, that could be that's going to be a tricky, tricky day. When yeah. you say 7,400 yards, you would think it would favor Bombers. However, when I'm looking at Data Golf, there's a bunch of guys uh, that Data Golf really likes this week uh, that aren't necessarily bombers like like Berger, Fitzpatrick, or Spieth. Uh, a bunch of those guys because uh, it, the course must set up a little bit because I, I'm not familiar with TB, TPC Craig Ranch. Well, I don't I think anybody really is. Yeah. Um, the first but, year, but except for maybe the people who played in the AJGA event, right, like Taylor Gooch. Right. It'll be it'll be really interesting to see if it does actually favor bombers or not, and 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 Data Golf might not be factoring that in. And our so. man Taylor Gooch was married at TPC Craig Ranch. Told a great <laughs> story. I don't know whether he told it on or off the air about getting pretty kicked sure off. That was pretty sure that was off the air. Yeah, they, they didn't do anything bad. They just they had too many. <laughs> People in their group, and they they told them that uh, they were no longer welcome to play there. But we'll see you tonight for your wedding. So they got to get about <laughs> half a round of golf in uh, and call it a day. Uh, so we we went out and played yesterday at our scramble. Why don't we give an update on what happened at our scramble yesterday, Sam? I think Sam hit a couple drives that I'm still waiting I was to doing come what? down. Hitting bombs. <laughs> uh, and we, this is no exaggeration. These were bombs. I, I mean, we went up there. I, I'm surprised the ball still had a cover I can on. Do anymore. I mean, I'm telling you, that's if, a lot. If you don't have good eyesight. <laughs> you're not going to be able to follow one of Sam's drives because you have to watch it and you have to keep watching it. It gets up into the clouds and then you have to, you have to stay locked in on it for like 10 seconds because it's in the air for so long and finally it comes down. And the wind doesn't touch it either. It, it just flies on a straight line. If, yeah. not, a little, little if you five hit it to above yard, the wind, the wind won't affect it. He just said above, if you hit it above, above the, the wind. Above the wind. You have to hit it up into the stratosphere. That's a strategy I'm not familiar with. I, I don't have that shot. I don't have that I can't, shot. I, I can't hit it above the wind. Yeah, I don't I, have I the never, one that goes above the wind. with no spin. So we shot 16 under. We were one under through four, and then we went scorched earth. There were no mulligans, no string, nothing like that. Just and we and two of the first up. four holes were par threes for us because yes. of the shotgun. And one of them was a dead end of the wind par four. We had like six iron in. Yeah. Um, so we started one under through four. We played our last 14 holes at 15 under. Not so bad. We, we went scorched earth after we got started. Our man Ken McLeod from Golf hey, Oklahoma. To be fair, I needed like us. four or five holes to like warm up. I hadn't played I think any we golf all this kind year. Of did. Yeah, I think we all kind of did. It was a sloppy start. Well, it's hard to hit. I mean, even the par threes that we played weren't playing that long, but it's it's hard to stiff it when those are your first swings of the day. You <laughs> right. know? I mean, and that's what you have to do because, I mean, we were, what, 25 feet on one of them and 20 feet on the other one. I mean, oh, those yeah. aren't necessarily yeah. horrible shots, hey, but, right. you know, you're not going to make those. Y'all brought up the drives. Our man T-Dub was putting real nice yesterday. T-Dub was I, he, I made a couple, rolling the rock. I, I made a couple putts. I uh, hit a couple of shots in there, too. But, you know, like when Sam's up there and just bombs it away, I'm just like, I'm going to tee it as high as I can can and, and try to put it in good position. I mean, I mean, you know, classic example, anyone who's played at Lincoln East number three, I hit I hit probably the best drive I had all day, and I had about yeah, 30. Yeah, you smoked it. I had about 30 yards in. And, and, and I mean, that's a, a fairly simple shot, but Sam drove it up and we're chipping. Yeah. <laughs> and there's so much of a difference between hitting a 30-yard pitch and chipping. Because, it, it was, pretty, and it was, it on was a, 310 to the front edge. It was uphill about 30 feet, and the wind was into and off the left, and we were pin high right chipping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bombs. Bombs. Hitting bombs. <laughs> and, bombs. And then we won't throw into account on, on number four, which ended up being the long drive hole. Me and Colby drove up to see, because to, we, can't, we had, couldn't have a vantage point of the group, so we went to go see if where they were, and once they left, we drove back, and we saw the uh, long drive sign. And 
because we didn't know what hole the long drive was on. So we were like, should we tell Sam this long drive hole? And we're like, no, no, he's been hitting it so good. And you probably hit the best drive of the day, if I'm not. I, mean, I you murdered that one. Murdered that ball. And We had what, gap wedge we had in ga- the number whatever. Which, five, which, by the way, is par four. five. Yeah, yeah at par five. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you're, what, one or two yards behind the stake? Yeah. Shout out to whoever hit that. We, that also, we also came through that hole. I think the wind was blowing the least it blew all day whenever you hit that tee shot. <laughs> I mean, the wind just totally died down whenever you hit that tee shot about a hey, yard short of the long drive. Well, enough about us. Let's talk anyway, about the guys anyway, that we came can up, actually Anyway, we came play. up just short. We didn't win. We came up just short. Uh, Shout just out to the first tee, though. Uh, How great no was doubt. it to have yes. those kids on first yesterday? FirstTeeOKC.com. Everyone go make sure to make your donations. Volunteer. I mean, it's the, one, of the, one of, if not the best organization I've seen. And the kids were so polite. I felt, man, I felt like such an old man yesterday. So whenever you walk up, we were walking from the range to the putting green, and they, like, wanted to take my bag and go put it on our cart. And, I mean, fellas, I think I got called sir. <laughs> eight times in the yeah. span of 30 seconds. And I'm like, oh, okay. I, I know that I'm older than you all, but I'm not that old. I'm not at the level where I get called sir eight times that, in 30 seconds. But that seconds. just shows the, the respect and character that they're teaching these young individuals. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, mean, they you were know, I mean, that's I mean, it's fantastic. I've, every single individual that we talked to out there was, was outstanding, whether it be from the people on the board like Debbie Martin or obviously your dad, yep. Craig Humphreys, or even the young individuals that we had when, on telling us who your favorite golfer was. When their indoor opens back up and they start having those classics, classes again, after COVID, uh, we're going to have to go do uh, a little class with them because I mean, that was just unbelievable. How cool! I, I love it. Every time I see those kids, I love it. How cool is it when they said that the place was shut down and they just started to come out and tailgate because they wouldn't let, you know, because yeah. of COVID. So they just, yeah. they, they didn't stop holding actions. They just social distanced properly and yep. and ended up making individuals better. I mean, we heard it yesterday, guys. Anyone who hasn't listened, make sure to go check it out. I just want to re-advise. We had, what, 30 kids come on and talk and not one of them have been in the program less than six years. Yeah. It seemed like yeah. like not one kid said I have just started or anything like that, and they're not not all of them are old kids either. I mean, these right. are kids that have gotten into it. And no keep one's going. forcing them to do it. Yeah, no, it, they they love the first tee, and yeah. and it's it's just great for everybody. So. It's a, and what they say two hundred thousand dollars raised yesterday for the first tee, and Absolutely. it's only fun, and only fundraiser that they do all year. I mean, truly outstanding. And I w- I just want to thank all the people who were sponsors and donated to the tournament because they're the people that actually even Debbie Martin admitted to this. You know, they're the people that keep the operation running and make it as good as it as it really is. You know, yeah. And one nice thing about being a kid is that you can go out, you can play golf, you don't have to stretch, nothing hurts, your back feels good. If your back doesn't feel so good, you need to head over to the spine clinic of Oklahoma. Dr. Beecham and Dr. Brawley will get you taken care of. They're both avid golfers. Spine Clinic of Oklahoma has high-quality, individualized patient care, total complete spine care. Dr. Beecham does non-invasive. The Spine Clinic offers the capability to approach all options before surgery. Dr. Beecham specializes in interventional pain management, and he is double board certified in anesthesiology and pain management. However, if you are needing back surgery, Dr. Brawley received the honor of being listed as one of the top 20 surgeons under 40 in North America. One of the top 20 spine surgeons in North America under the age of 40. The SpineClinicOK.com located off Broadway Extension on Britain in Oklahoma City. All right, looking back toward uh, TPC Craig Ranch this week, Dustin Johnson was supposed to be the favorite at TPC Craig Ranch. Dustin Johnson is no longer the favorite because Dustin Johnson is no longer in the field. Dustin Johnson will uh, not be tuning up for the PGA Championship. He has withdrawn from the ATT Byron Nelson, saying in a statement that he is once again experiencing discomfort with his surgically repaired left knee and will instead work on his rehabilitation at home. DJ said, I'm not pleased about this situation as I was really looking forward to playing this week. I don't know how much we read into this. Maybe his knee's really bothering. Maybe it's just kind of bothering him and he doesn't want it to flare up before the PGA Championship. Obviously, next week is his main focus and that's kind of what I took out of this is that he's really focused on next week and making sure he's 100% for Kayla. Yeah, you know, we had we had the, the Cantlay situation at the WGC where he had dehydration and he comes back and hasn't really played much good golf since then. And then we had the uh, Daniel Berger situation with the rib and he comes back and it kind of seems like he hasn't missed a, missed a swing. So I... <laughs> <laughs> on, on these things, it, it, it's hit or miss. It, we're not sure how, how extreme it is. Maybe, maybe it's just flaring up. And in all honesty, I'd probably lean towards the side of you, Colby, where it's just you don't want to risk it. And and I don't know, guys. I mean, everyone yeah. everyone's different. I don't like to play the week well, before a big tournament anyway. You know, and I'm sure they, some people are the same way. It, yeah, but it also shows how these PGA Tour players are treating it more like 
other sports. Like we see LeBron taking some time off in the NBA, uh, even though LeBron's injury might be a little worse than we thought initially as well. Uh, but w- what I'm saying is these guys are absolute athletes and they're swinging at it 200 miles an hour now. Um, we're seeing a few more knee injuries. I mean, Brooks Kepka, we're seeing uh, uh, DJ, and then obviously we'll see what happens with Bryson DeChambeau's body if it stays intact. Uh, if he keeps <laughs> flying to back back home to do some workouts, he, he might he's not ever sleeping in his own bed this week. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, probably he probably is. in his own bed, probably, probably lifting in his own gym this week. Yeah, I wonder if he'll fly to North Carolina before every round. That's funny. <laughs> I wonder, uh, his circadian rhythms have to be all thrown off. Right? I mean, circadian, dude, that's a good what word. What is that? The dude went from east time zone to central time zone back to east time zone right at the same time. Your circadian rhythms? That's what, what, I've like never you, heard of that. You sleep at the same time every day and your body gets in the rhythm. So then whenever you get out of that rhythm or whenever you go on time zones or something, then it affects you and it makes you feel tired. It's kind of like that jet lag feeling. We, we yeah. had this debate yesterday and we went on the fans to let us know. Does Colby use big words sometimes or not? Because me and Sam <laughs> both think he does. Colby said, what are you talking talking about everyone uses these words and man we're sitting here and and i mean it's 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 classic i love it i mean i I learn something new every day circadian rhythms there we go circadian uh, spell it for us dj not in the field c-i-r-c-a-d-i-a-n i would have missed on the first i would have missed on the first letter (laughs) circadian that'd be my guess Uh, (laughs) funny story before we go don't make me spell anesthesiology yeah that's what i was about to say we 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 were trying to figure that out and sam was uh, just a smidge off with the letters he was close i mean there were maybe how is there not a z in anesthesiology <laughs> you literally say z in the word you actually do you actually do say z in the word anesthesiology but no there's no z in the words well, so. so you said colby you spelled it phonetically and not how you spelled it phonetically and not phonetically uh, properly Spe- i don't know yeah that's another big yeah word. what's the other word properly yeah you're supposed to be the grammar wizard here, Colby. En- enlighten us. What's the word? For uh, phonetically? No, the opposite of phonetically. The opposite of phonetically? Uh, elementary? <laughs> there we go. I like it. I love That'll it. Unbelievable. All right, we're gonna come we back took on you to school today. We'll high, talk- school, high school state championship. We'll talk about the new favorites at, Byron, at the Byron Nelson. Since DJ's no longer in the field, we'll talk about our man Taylor Gooch, his chances this week, that and much more. Um, we'll try to give you whatever update we can from Forest Ridge about the 6A state championship. Stay with us here on the 73rd hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. When something the size of a golf ball hits your roof, you need to call McRae Roofing. McRae Roofing is Oklahoma's designer roofing service specialist. For years, Jeff McRae and the experienced team at McRae Roofing and Exteriors have served fellow Oklahomans by helping them with their roofing needs. McRae Roofing uses only top quality materials and professional crews to make sure that each job is done right so it will give you the years of service, security, and protection you need from the unpredictable Oklahoma weather. McRae Roofing offers residential and commercial roofing, ventilation services, and custom copper designs. McRae Roofing is dedicated to exceeding the homeowner's expectations. It's not just a roof, it is your home's crowning glory. Call McRae Roofing today at 405-692-4000. That's 405-692-4000. Make sure to also visit their website at McRaeRoofing.com. That's M-C-R-A-Y Roofing.com. Don't get caught with a leaking roof. Contact McRae Roofing for your free inspection today. Welcome back. Rolling along here on a Tuesday. Colby Powell, Taylor Williams, Sam Humphreys with you. We are the 73rd hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. Make sure, again, we're going to keep reminding you, go find us on Twitter at the 73rd hole. We are up here at Forest Ridge today covering the final round of the 6A state championship. And hopefully, 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 we can get back out onto the course because we've got a great individual race playing out between Ben Stoller of Owasso, Jordan Wilson of Edmund North, Dylan Teeter of Bixby, um, William Fleur of uh, Muskogee was four shots back coming into the day, made an unfortunate double on one after his opening tee shot, uh, kicked pretty hard right and just snuck out of bounds on number one. So we'll have to see where he's at whenever we come back out of the delay. But a great individual race taking place in 6A. Uh, By the time this podcast is up, we will be getting pretty close to some sort of announcement as to when we can get back on the course, if we can get back on the course. And that certainly is everyone's hope that we're able to get 54 holes in. So follow us on Twitter at the 73rd hole 
to stay updated on everything happening here at Forest Ridge. Uh, fellas, AT&T Byron Nelson this week. Uh, we're going to dive into DraftKings here in a second. But now that uh, DJ is no longer in the field, we have co-favorites Bryson DeChambeau and John Rom. So some of some some guys don't like to play the week four major. Some guys do. And we've got Bryson and John Rom this week. Bryson coming off the T9, in which he thought he missed the cut and flew back to Dallas. John Rom coming off an actual missed cut. His first in his last 23 events. He had the longest active made cut streak on the PGA Tour and lost it. So those will be your co-favorites this week. Uh, and I would assume that those are the most expensive guys on DraftKings. I, I kind of tipping my hand there. I don't have either one in my lineup, but yes, Bryson and John Rahm are the most expensive. Yeah, with Spieth being third, Hideki, Masters Champion, fourth, and Daniel Berger is fifth. Those are the five guys that are above 10K this week. How about Spieth being third in the odds this week? I thought I told you that a few months ago. Wow. Uh, man. I, exactly. I mean, we, we constantly had a debate. When's he going to get it back? And I think he's pretty close. We haven't seen him since the Masters, Remember guys, when I, I mean? chose Finau in that bet? That was dumb. I do remember when you chose Finau in that bet. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kind of craving some pizza now that you bring it up. Uh, while we dive into our DraftKings lineups here, I'll go ahead and get things started. Coming off my second-place finish last week. Thank you very much. Pay for um, my canes. Or will pay for my canes. It will Shout pay out for to your John canes Rom. at some point. Ugh. I was about to say, Rom's rubbed me the wrong way since his miscut. I don't know when I'll pick him again. <laughs> Soon, I bet. Yeah, yes, so. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's see. My cheapest option this week, this might be a little bit of a uh, head scratcher here, fellas. My cheapest option, 7500 this week. What? Right? Wow. Right? It's a weird lineup. It's a weird week. 7500 I'm going with a guy who played well last week. I hope he can keep it rolling. It's my man Scott Stallings. Scott Stallings at 7500 I think he's on the verge of playing some good golf. Also, I think he's incredibly motivated because some of his best finishes of his career are at Torrey Pines. He plays great golf at Torrey Pines. He's not currently qualified for the U.S. Open, but he has a realistic path to get there if he can play some good golf. So I like the motivation factor for Stallings. I'm going to roster him at 6500 my cheapest option. Sam, who you got? I'm going to go with way down the list. I'm going with amateur Pearson Cootie of the Texas Longhorns this Hook week. Uh, from Plano, Texas, Pearson Cootie. T-Dub, you were telling me all his finishes recently. I mean, they were – what they, I, he's finished like top five his last four tournaments or yeah, top the, six. Yeah, he, he finished sixth, and when he tripled the last hole at Prairie yeah, Dunes, top, that's his yeah. only finish outside the top five yeah. his last five events. Yeah, exactly. And, and just coming, up, coming off the Walker Cup – uh, clearly gearing up his game for not only this tournament, but the NCAAs coming up at Greyhawk. Not, not worried about the uh, Walker Cup hangover being, you know, I mean, he's been, it was out at Seminole for a week. Nope. I'm sure he was part of the food poisoning nope. that took place. He, hey, he's one of the best amateurs in the world. And if I can get him at 6,400, that allows me to get a bigger guy at the top. So I'm always going to do that. Fair enough. Yeah, you, you, when you say bigger, do you mean physically or golf-wise? Both. Fair enough. Oh, that might be a, that might be a hint. So I'm kind of going along the same lines with you, Sam. I'm I'm a little worried, not even necessarily about the um, about the Walker Cup hangover as much as I am looking forward to regionals and nationals more. But I'm going with the Hammer himself, Cole Hammer, 6,500. Wow! Look I, at you two Texas Longhorn homers. I, wow! I, I, and I'm going to keep the Texas trend going. And we're both going with an amateur. Wow! I I think one of them makes the cut. I almost went with Cootie. I, I doubt a golf likes Cootie a little bit more than Hammer. Um, as long as Hammer doesn't have a putt to win, I think he's going to be all right from what we've seen. Um, but, uh, you know, his uh, his ball striking is just immaculate from from, from everything I, I witnessed. Hey, so he I, had a putt to win at Prairie Dunes where your hat says. And the the worst part is I actually don't 18 know. Foot, 18 inch. I actually don't know if Cole Hammer is like a good putter throughout the entire course of the season. But the little he's glimpses clearly that not we caught. Bad. I mean, he's clearly not what? bad because he keeps winning. But the little glimpses we've caught of him. I, I saw him miss a two-footer at Prairie Dunes. He lipped in the 18-incher to win. He had the, the eight-footer at the Walker Cup that he ran eight feet by. Even if it would have hit the hole, it would have missed. He, he, did, so he did make the 25-footer in the first match to win by one. So let's give, him, let's give him that yeah, credit. Yeah, clutch putter. Hashtag claw. I just have that putt that he hammered. Hashtag no claw pun intended. Yeah. Brand. In my head. Yeah, so no pun intended. My next one, guys, same price as you, Colby, and I really want to do a double or nothing bet, but I'm not going to because main reason is because this guy's from Texas again, and I'm not doing it. Get the button ready, Colby. I'm in We're going to find our best friend, Doug, and then we're going to give him a best friend hug. Doug, 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 Doug. 
Not, not to interrupt your Doug Gimpick, but a whole stack of Domino's pizza boxes just walked in. <laughs> that's and the I'm biggest like, stack I'm like, of Domino's did, pizzas oh, I've ever seen good. in my life. I'm like, did Sam just order me pizza? <laughs> he probably should. Go, up, go <laughs> up there and tell I'm him. I'm going to go steal two of them and give them to you. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, these kids don't need it. Um, so, I mean, but besides Doug's Gim, um, his miscut last week at the Valspar. I only missed by one, by the way. Um, finished 11th in the team competition, 33rd. At the uh, at RBC Heritage, forty fourth at the Bolero. I probably don't need to say all these things because Sam knows them off top of his head probably better than he knows his own family at this point. Um, and his uh, his only finish at this tournament, obviously not the same course, finished twelfth in twenty nineteen. So I, I truly believe that there's something about people who grow up around or in Texas play better in Texas. So I'm going to ride that train, and you'll continue to see it with the rest of my picks. All right, then I'm going to go with uh, – I'm going to jump way up from 6,400 all the way to 6,500. I'm going wow. Cole Hammer. I'm going, two amateurs. Oh I'm going two amateurs in my DraftKings lineup this week. I'm going Cole Hammer fresh off the Prairie Dunes win for the Big 12. Cole Hammer fresh off the Walker Cup. He's playing in Dallas, in Texas, gearing up for regionals at Carson Creek, and then it's, they're obviously going to Greyhawk. I am going with – the hammer himself, the hammer. You guys remember that commercial on on the Golf Channel, the hammer? <laughs> oh yeah, oh, the, the hammer. driver. Yeah, I'm but, going with Cole Hammer uh, as my second cheapest option. It allows me to have two big names at the top, and I think that Pearson Cootie and Cole Hammer will both make the cut this week. I don't think they'll both make. I, I think it's one or the other. I think, I, really it's a, do. I think it's a one out of two proposition. But even one out of two, like we saw last week, I think you had two miscuts and I had two no, miscuts. No, no, no. I have one miscut. John Rom. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I had two miscuts and finished in the money. The so problem was Phil. The problem was Phil missed the cut on the weekend. And I don't know. I may be wrong. Or this may be listed. I, I see that uh, Texas is getting sent to uh, Noblesville, Indiana. Is that correct, or are they going to Carson Creek? I, I would guess that they're going to Indiana if that's what uh, you're seeing there. I yeah. haven't seen them at Carson Creek. We'll give you the full rundown of regionals next Monday, by the way. Yeah, people so, are wondering uh, that, about so that. I, you know, whenever you're looking, because that's the first thing I looked at was, well, even if these guys play through Sunday, well, they're going to have to get on a plane and go up to regionals. So I don't want them focusing too much on that to try to get into the national tournament. But I think these guys may be wanting to try to get their uh, PJ Tour Pretty status Pretty sure that Byron little. Nelson is a little bit bigger deal than regionals. 120%. Yes, 121%. How about that? I like it better. That's the literal definition of a one-up. Uh, by the way, I don't even have to give any information on my next player because it's all been given. And then we're going to find <laughs> our best friend, Doug, and then we're going to give him our best friend, Hug. Doug, 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 Doug. See, you guys are mistaken. I, You can't. Pick Doug Gim when I don't pick him. He's not going to play any. He's going to win when you don't. No, pick no, 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 him. He's going to no. win when you don't no. pick him. Yes, hundred no. percent. You can't pick my my guy Doug Gim when I didn't even pick him. I don't think he's your guy anymore. You haven't why got to seventy five hundred. Why he might still Doug be Gim? there? I want to know why Sam hates Doug Gim now. I, I'm saving Doug Gim. Uh, <laughs> you saving, saving for a major? <laughs> we'll see. Saving him for DraftKings. Uh, saving for the British. I think no, it's game I, this will be well. the first time I've ever rooted against Doug Gim. No, you can't do that. No. I just know this. I hope that our listeners enjoy that song as much as I do. <laughs> All right, Colby. <laughs> I, mean, I, was, I just hate that we can't sing it in here because we'll look like complete idiots. Uh, yeah, we, I ain't worried about yeah, that. Yeah, we're in a room with about 100 other people, so I, I decided not to just belt the uh, Doug song at the top of my loud. Make a call, today. Colby. I was going to make a bet, but then I decided not to. You got them both in your lineup. Who finishes higher, Doug or Stonks? Oh, good question. Uh, Both seventy five hundred. Yeah, we got pe- we got people out there trying to build a lineup. They might be debating between the two. Mm. Don't mess it up. A lot of pressure. If I had to give you one, I'd give you Doug Gim. If I had to give you one, I think the the reason I'm going with Stallings is the motivation factor. I think he's he's really going to be grinding right now. But Doug Gim, being in Texas, I think he'll be comfortable. Um, I yeah. If I had to give you one of the two, I'd give you Doug Gim. Uh, you'll you'll notice that I went very seven thousand heavy in my lineup, which brings me to my next pick. A guy who was kind of teetering last week, never really in contention to win, but played some good golf and then kind of faded a little bit. Also, uh, his win this fall was in the state of Texas. I like guys who play well in the state of Texas. At 7,800, give me Carlos Ortiz, who I think could play well this week. All right, well, then I will go with 7,300 Patton Kazire. Patton Kazire has made 15 of 18 cuts, three top tens uh, in the tournaments that he's played this year. He's been sneaky, uh, and, and, sneaky good. And at sneaky, the Valero really Texas good. Open, he gained over five and a half shots on the field. And his putting stats this year, he's gaining over uh, uh, over a half a shot on the field. Uh, and his approach gain uh, stats are also 
positives on the on the on the year. So he's a cut making machine. Uh, it'll just be it'll be a little bit of a, a wonder whether he you know finishes top twenty five or so. Right. Right. Yeah. And so my next pick, guys, I'm going up to seventy nine hundred. A guy who I'm pretty sure that you're going to have rostered at least somewhere, Colby, and that's friend of the show, Taylor Gooch. I mean, like you say, got married there, has to have some emotional um, connection to Craig Ranch. Um, we had mentioned earlier that's where the AJGA is at. I know he played in it at least once, probably multiple times. He so. told Colby, he said, pick me at TPC Craig Ranch. I asked him after we got done recording. I said, all right, I haven't used you in one and done. Where should I run you out at? And he really didn't hesitate very long before he said, Byron Nelson. It's TPC Craig <laughs> Ranch I used him year. for a good pick at Riviera. If he wins more than he did at Riviera, I'll be upset because we had him on right after Riviera. We did. We had him on, what, maybe 10 days after Riviera probably? Yeah. Something like that? No, it, it was. It, it was the week after. I think we had him on like two days after Riviera because Homa won. We were asking him about yeah. and watched his buddy win. So, yeah, I like that pick. Yeah, hopefully say. it works. Then my next guy, you know, I've been I've ridden him the last two weeks. I'm slightly worried that coming down the stretch and that chipping may may come back to haunt him, but I'm going to ride it. Give me Keith Mitchell, guys. I mean, he's playing good golf, hitting the ball well. I'm still sticking with it. Most underrated swing currently on turf. Finished third last week. Has made four cuts in a row. I mean, I'm, I love it. Whenever a bomber starts to find his game a little bit, I'm going to ride that train until it stops. Yeah, so he it, does have a great swing, man. And I, I, so I, smooth. I, I would be, with it being 7,400-yard course, I, I think that he'll be able to use that to his advantage. And hopefully, with the way he chipped last week, he hits more greens. Well, then I'm going to go with uh, TG at 7,900. Uh, and one more thing to add to the stuff that we already talked about about TG. It, last week at the Wells Fargo, really tough course uh, in, in North Carolina. You know, uh, he had four rounds positive strokes gain. So he played well last finished week. Top, finished 26. That's another right? reason I really like him this week. That's my it, next pick at 79. It's almost like it's, TG went got all the way up into the 8,000s in DraftKings, and now he's slowly falling again. For some reason, they just don't give him the respect that I think his game deserves. It's, it's, like, it's like he had one missed cut, and he went down like $500 Unbelievable. It's because DraftKings knows that we're all picking him, and anytime we all pick someone, it doesn't matter who it is. It's, it it doesn't doesn't really if well. DraftKings knew that, he'd be ranked higher. That's probably a good point. Probably a good point. So 7,900, I like Taylor Gooch as well. Um, you know, going down to play the a course that he really likes, place that he got married, uh, I think that he'll play well this week. Uh, we've pretty much said all we need to say about Taylor Gooch. My next pick, my second to last now pick. Now it gets interesting. I'm, st- I'm sticking with the Texas theme, man. I like guys who play well in Texas. Give me Ryan Palmer at 9,100. Hashtag why not? Ryan Palmer's played some good golf this year. Um, he... he just he needs to break through and get him another win on the tour. I don't know that that happens this week, but I think he gives you a really solid performance at 9,100. You know, I, I, I like that pick a lot. He plays so good uh, in the state of Texas, but you know who plays better in the state of Texas? I, I actually do know who plays better in the state of Texas. Jordan Speed. <laughs> Jordan Speed has been on an absolute heaters since the waste management uh and his last like 10 rounds uh he's been positive a bunch on the field at the Valspar I mean at the Valero even in and at the Valero Texas Open he shot 67 and was positive six shots on the field um and and then obviously the great waste management round uh but if you look at his stats this year off the tee he's not that great uh but his approach which is the most important stat uh on the PGA Tour his approach gain stats he's almost gaining a full shot around the uh, around the green he's almost gaining a half shot and his putting almost gaining a half shot on the field this year. Uh, so his putting is coming back around. Uh, and, it, I mean, I would pick him anywhere in the country, but especially in Dallas. Yep, absolutely. We're going to get into – I'll get into more Jordan Spieth in a second. But you know what I just realized here, guys? And this is this is really hard for me to swallow. I have four Texas Longhorns in my lineup and one OSU player. How, how does that happen? How, how does an OU person like myself allow this to happen? But I mean, you know you're what? clearly not an OU person. I, I mean, you're clearly a former I, I, OU person. I am valuing beating y'all's ass as opposed to my rooting <laughs> interest. So that's what I'm doing. Uh, you know, you know what's going to happen? Your lineup's just going to, like, totally fail, and then you're going to be even more mad at yourself. That's probably what's going to happen. So um, I've been on a little bit of a cold streak anyway, but that's ending here. Um, a little bit I'll, of a cold I'll, streak. I'll go ahead. What? <laughs> I, I only won Kane's bet off of you last week. That's not DraftKings, though. We're talking DraftKings. You've been on a draft. You've been in Alaska on DraftKings. Well, first of all, you started the order wrong because I beat Sam three, last week. You got to swipe three times. Sam finished fourth what? last week. What'd you finish? Oh, never mind. Sorry, never mind. That's two weeks ago. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but no, I mean, you want to give me smack? A look at the last major when I won. That's where all the money's at. 
No, I don't want to look at that. The, yeah. the players is don't where he won all the money and one and done. Don't want to look at that either. All right, I so, want to look at the Byron Nelson. All right, so I'm gonna. I'll keep the. I'll keep the order going. Scotty Scheffler is my next pick. Longhorn, 22nd ranked player in the world, hasn't missed a cut since the Players Championship. In that stretch, finished second at the uh, the match play tournament. Um, finished 18th at the Masters, 29th at the Valspar. Another Texan, so I, I, I'm gonna ride that. Especially at 9200. I think that's extremely, extremely good value. And then the next pick, guys. I mean, we have. We don't need to say it. You already said it. That's Jordan. Spieth. I mean, I'm a, I'm a run him out. I would. We already mentioned that Rom and DeChambeau are the favorites. If you can find a place, especially if you can get plus money on Spieth versus either one of those guys, I would take it for sure. Absolutely, uh, definitely best bets this week. I, I like Scotty Scheffler bets, uh, maybe matchups or top 10, 20 uh, range. Um, and then my my last pick uh, for DraftKings is going to be. Uh, 11,200 Bryson DeChambeau. That's going to be my winner of the tournament this week. Uh, his putting stats are unbelievable this year. Off the tee, obviously, he's the best in the world. Uh, and then playing in Dallas where he lives. So, so uh, you're not worried about his circadian rhythms is what you're telling ab- me? Absolutely <laughs> not. Uh, I don't even – I don't even. And he, he would know what that means. Uh, 100%. But, he probably tracks it. No, yeah, 100%. Uh, but, you know, DeChambeau this week, I, I just don't see anyone beating him. 7,400-yard course, we'll see if it really favors him and what lines he can take off the tee. Uh, but I don't really care because it, his putting stats are so good that uh, he's going to put it somewhere, and he's going to be making bombs this week. I'm taking Bryson. Such an underrated part of his game is his putting. He is such a good putter, and uh, people just don't give him nearly enough credit for that. Um, my most expensive, 9,400? Hook 'em horns, baby. Scotty Scheffler, big day for Texas. I mean, they're playing in Texas. Everybody loves a golfer who plays well in Texas. Scotty Scheffler's that guy. At some point, man, he's got to hoist a trophy, right? It's got to happen. I yeah. think it could be this week. I really do. You I, love you love his swing so much. So I mean, that's got to be what it is. I mean, he'd fit right in today. Everybody's gonna be feet, feet are gonna be slipping and sliding if we ever get back out in this rain. What happens if Scotty Scheffler plays in wet conditions? Does he fall over when he swings? Probably has a new pair of shoes that he has to put on, like specific <laughs> metal. Glue spikes, really like, glue spikes, with, with like four-inch spikes coming out the bottom of them to keep him stable. Maybe he doesn't know how to swing if he's not stable. Here's my question: Does he even wear spikes on his right shoe? Because <laughs> there's no way that there's a front spike in that shoe and he slides it that easily. It is an impressive trait. I wonder if he only has spikes in his front shoe and then his back shoe is just like kind of the uh, spikeless bottoms. Well, we can't ever, you know. Normally, you can tell a good finish by looking at their, uh, you know, their foot to see if it comes up. But his slide, so we can't look at it. Yeah, I mean, his is going 100 miles an hour off the back of the tee box. So how are we supposed to see what's on the bottom of his shoe? I love how y'all, y'all picked him, and then are just <laughs> and douching then, on him, and then we're roasting his swing. <laughs> no, hey, hey, I think Webb Simpson has one of the worst swings in the world, but I'll pick him any time. Except last week when he had a crank neck. I don't, I don't dislike Scotty Scheffler. I think he's a really good player. I just. It's so hard for me to watch his swing. It, I don't. I just don't understand how it works. I don't understand <laughs> how it works, but it works for him. Just slide so, your feet and cast it from the top. Apparently, apparently that works. So uh, good stuff this week. DraftKings coming up at uh, at TPC Craig Ranch. Also good stuff. The Diffie Ford Lincoln team. They've won the prestigious President's Award for 2020. The Diffie team is very honored to win this award because it's based on sales and service, and that is what they pride themselves on: service after the sale. The Ford Lincoln brand only give this award out to the top dealers in the nation, and the Diffie organization is the only dealer in the entire state of Oklahoma that received this award in both Ford and Lincoln in the same year. So, whether you're looking for the all-new 2021 F-150 or the all-new Lincoln Navigator, give the Diffie family a try, a place where you can deal directly with the owner, Lane Diffie, and also a place where you will never feel any pressure to buy. Diffie Ford Lincoln, just 20 minutes west of the Metro, serving Oklahoma for 67 years. We want to do best bets first or one and done? Somebody call it. One and done. One and done? All right. Uh, Who's leading the way... That would be me, I guess. I had Brian Harmon last week. I forgot. He, he kind of fizzled a bit on the weekend, uh, but still got me like 96,000. Taylor had Will Zalatoris. Did not make the weekend. Sam had Max Coma. Max Homa was six over through nine on Pick Thursday. Rory, run out Max Homa. Pick Smart. Rory, run out Max Homa. Only difference in 1.5 million or whatever. It makes not a ton of sense if you don't think about it. <laughs> Uh, all right, so uh, my one and done pick this week, uh, I don't think it's a big secret. We talked about it earlier after we interviewed him. Looked right at him. I said, hey, I need to use you in my one and done. Tell me where. 
He said, TPC Craig Ranch. So what kind of person would I be if I asked him the question and then didn't use him where he told me to run him out? <laughs> it would I, be so electric if he won this week. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it would be uh, calling yeah, your shot. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was about to say. He'd be calling his shot to the, to the ultimate tee. That'd be so, <laughs> that'd be so cool if he won this week. If he, if he wins this week, I'm going to tell that story to everyone who will listen. I'm going to stop, <laughs> stop random people on the street and be like, hey, we talked to Taylor Gooch. He said he was going to win. Months before. He called it. Yeah. Months before, I had no idea what form he's going to be on. Nothing, but he said this is where it's. And I think he has a great chance. I really do. I'm. I'm he might. He might be in your best bets. You might be able to find some really good value on him. So I. I would assume that I'm up next since me and, and Sam both had a miscut last week. Yeah, um, far away. You know, guys. I'm. This is a, a golfer that Data Golf just hates this week. I mean, just cannot stand him. But I. I just. I look at the recent play, especially in Texas, and even recently. I don't know how to not pick him. That's Mark Leishman. Oh, I mean, one one the uh, one the Zurich with Cam Smith finished fifth at the Masters. Um, didn't didn't make it through the match play. That's kind of when he started to come back around. But you now, think he went back home and chilled after all that golf, though? Maybe, maybe went and worked on his farm a little bit. Uh, no, you know? the the lawn and the beer. I, I, I think that's good he for the game. He's a lawn mowing machine. That's good dude. for the game. You know, it's good for his game. You know, you got to get <laughs> you know if he doesn't get his mowing in, he's thinking about it on the course, and that's why he misses putts. But I'm gonna read down from uh, 2019. He didn't play 2018. Going back at this tournament, obviously different venues, but second, third, or I'm sorry, second, thirteenth, miscut, miscut, third, twelfth, third, miscut, twelfth, eighth. So he either misses the cut or finishes thirteenth or better. So if I'm gonna pick Will Zalatoris to miss the cut last week, might as well give me a guy who's either gonna miss cut or finish top fifteen. And so, you're playing with house money because you're still like four million clear of me and Sam. Yeah, but I'm not worried about y'all's little piggy wiggly stuff because I got y'all beat. I'm worried about the big money and in, in our big one in Dumpool. If I pick a lot of winners, I could catch up. Just saying. I mean... Just saying. I need TG to come through for me this week. I, I need so many things to go right for me <laughs> to catch up. I started off behind and got further behind. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess I'm going to go with Scotty Scheffler this week. Uh, that's because he's from Dallas and off the tee. His stats are unbelievable this year. One of the best on tour. Uh, and around the green, everything uh, is positive. Uh, strokes gained. Uh, recent tournaments, I mean, he played solid in the uh, match play. Uh, if you go back all the way to the uh, Northern Trust, he sh- that's where he shot the 59 uh, and had the round where he was positive 11.11 shots on the field, which is absolutely unbelievable. Uh, and then just a ridiculous, ridiculous round of golf. Right, and then uh, and then recently, you know, uh, at the Valspar, shot a 66 in round three. Uh, so you know, he has all the all the current form that I need to see, and uh, and I think that Scotty Scotty Scheffler could definitely. Uh, contend this week. Yeah, I want to ask y'all a question about one guy that we haven't talked about today because none of us rostered him. We're seeing Brooks Kepka for the first time since the Masters. Brooks Kepka obviously was not physically ready to play the Masters. He wanted to give it a shot. You, you respect that. Uh, Augusta is a tough walk, especially for a guy on a bad knee. Brooks Kepka this week, 22 to 1 odds. I mean, do, do we think he, he comes back and resumes that form that he had when he won at Waste Management? Or do you think it takes him a little bit of time to get back to where he was? He might. <laughs> we never know with Brooks Kepka in, in regular tour events, you know. And, and um, obviously, he was hurting at the Masters. I don't think he should have played, with, but it was admirable that he did. Uh, but I, I really – I'm looking forward to seeing him at Kiowa, but I really want to just see, you know, how his game looks and how his health looks this week at the Byron Nelson before I run him out. I might actually – put him in my one and done next week if I if I like what I see. Yeah, I definitely don't think this is a week to to roster Kepka just because there's there's better value there. And I think twenty two to one is is not good enough value for for a win overall because we know what is he won like he's won more majors than he was regular tour events probably. And, and so I I don't know. And I think just for us guys it'll be more just looking to see how his health is, how does he prepare for not just the PGA championship but the US Open where he's had success and the British Open, which is one of the two majors that he doesn't have. So so, I mean, those are those are all a big deals. So I think that I would say away from Kepka when it came to betting or or even DraftKings because I mean he's five hundred more expensive than Scheffler. And I mean if you can find a Scheffler versus Kepka bet, I'm going to take Scheffler all day. I mean that that's just me. And yeah, but you might get burned. Yeah, I, I, oh, you, you definitely could. could you, but... could get, you could get burned. I mean, who you you were honest, Sam? I wouldn't have thought there was any chance Rory would have won last week, and he did. You know, so I mean, yeah. in, I mean this game's crazy. And when Kepka won, he missed three cuts in a row. All I'm won. saying is, yeah. if Brooks is healthy, you would obviously take Brooks over Scheffler. Well, it depends on the tournament. I mean, does it though? I, abso- if, absolutely. I mean, Kepka's notorious for missing cuts and finished fiftieth in non-majors. 
That's yeah, old Brooks. If, I mean, if I knew he was a hundred percent healthy, like a hundred percent, I don't know. But then you look at form too. I mean, if he was a hundred percent healthy, but he'd missed three cuts in a row, like coming in the waste management. I mean, none of us rostered in there because it didn't look like he was playing any kind of good golf. And then he goes out and wins. I, I don't know. This week, I would take Scheffler over Kepka because I I just there's too many unknowns with Kepka for me this week. So uh, anyway, moving on to our wait we so we did one and done picks. We did uh, we haven't done best bets. That's what I'm moving on to. All my best bets are at seventy to one. All of them. I like I like long shots. I like long value. You just hit one every so often and you're good to go. There are three guys at seventy to one uh, that I that I have in like this week. One of them's Taylor Gooch at seventy to one. Another one's in my DraftKings lineup. Carlos Ortiz is seventy to one. One in Houston in the fall. Uh, and then the other one, Taylor, is Keith Mitchell, who who you've got and you like. He's seventy to one. He was close to winning last week. I, you just never know if he could uh, hit a bunch of greens, get hot with the putter. He could absolutely win with the way he hits the driver. And see, that, that's an excellent point there because those three guys you mentioned all have more than three times the odds that Kepka does. Yeah, for payoff. And yeah, I, and I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't. And if TG or um, who was the other one you mentioned? Sorry, uh, Carlos Ortiz, Car- Keith Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. If either one of those guys win, I'll be honest with you. I'm maybe Mitchell just because of last week, but I wouldn't be surprised if either of those guys won instead of Kepka. In all honesty, and it's three times the value. You know, so that's that's kind of where I see it on the best bet side of it. But like I said, you never know. Someone as talented as Kepka could come out and win at any time. Yeah, you know, my best bets of the week. Uh, I'm just going with Scotty Scheffler bets. You know, I, I really like him top five, top ten. Um, and then if you if you want to throw something on TG, and then uh, and then I think my obvious bet is uh, Bryson to win the tournament. And if you like Spieth or Bryson, either way, uh, I, I would go that direction um, if you want to pick a favorite. Um, but definitely Scotty Scheffler has the most value this week uh, as far as bets. Yeah, I like Scotty Scheffler. We all kind of do, so I don't know how well that bodes for Scotty Scheffler. But uh, anyway, we'll see how it plays out. Taylor, who we got on the Corn Ferry this week? We've got some guys in the state of Oklahoma that have been doing uh, really good stuff on the Corn Ferry Tour. Max McGreevy, Taylor Moore, Peter Uline, Oklahoma State guy. Uh, and I know I'm missing some others as well. So, so fill us in. Yeah, yeah. A couple of them you just mentioned, like um, like I believe Uline's in the uh, PJ Tour event this week. He is, yeah, yes. And then um, Gellerman's in the field. Rian Gibson's in the field, friend of the show. Kevin Tway's in the field. Hunter Mahan, uh, Christoph Ventura, and Bo. Van Pelt, who has been playing, has gotten a little bit of his game back. So those are all guys in the PJ Tour event with local ties. Not seeing the um, the Hovlands or the Answers. Looks like they're taking a week off after playing very well at Quail Hollow. But on, on the Corn Ferry side of things, guys, um, seems like we really got about the same rosters we did last week. Besides, doesn't look like Max McGreevy's in the field this week. Um, Charlie Saxon's playing. Taylor Moore's playing. Um, Grant Hirschman is in the field. Um, Tyrone Aswigan from um, OCU is playing. And um, I know there's, there's another one in here, and I'm just missing it. Scrolling through, but uh, but yeah, essentially it's Is Krill a, it, in the field. Yeah, Krill, that's the one I'm missing. Krill, yeah, he was he was higher up on the list because of uh, he's currently in the top 75. So uh, so yeah, Krill's another one with uh, what he will he finished 11th or something last week, maybe 10th. So he's kind of a good form for a really good player. So I mean, make sure to keep watching out for these guys, especially especially our boy Taylor Moore, right? And uh, at 27 in the rankings, I mean, if he can come out and have a he's good so finish, close. If, if if we were talking yesterday, really the main difference between him and and McGreevy is just that win. Yeah. Differentiating him, so if, if Taylor he has so can, many points for a win, yeah. Now, if, even if he could get a solo second, that might be able to, to jump him up far enough. I mean, we, I mean, we still got a few events left until the uh, until the rankings are cut off. But um, you know, obviously, the faster you can get there, the better. Um, but yeah, I urge everyone to definitely pay strong attention to this. Uh, it's the uh, Knoxville Open is the name of the tournament. So make sure to follow all the local guys up there, especially like I mentioned Taylor Moore and all the other guys who are really close to getting that PJ Tour card, which is what we're all after at the end of the day. And by the way, I want to. Uh, uh, shout out! I saw Monday Q info on Twitter tweeted something out. The PGA um, of America of Knoxville, whatever the the Knoxville edition of the PGA. Uh, actually, somebody was trying to Monday qualify for the Corn Ferry Tour event, and they kicked him off the course after four holes. And I commend them for doing so because Finally. I said you should have to be at, at a certain level in order to play in one of these tournaments. Guy goes out and starts ten, 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 eight in the Monday qualifier. <laughs> he probably just wanted to shoot the highest score ever and get on Barstool, and they went out and told him to get off the course, and I commend him for it. Did he have a wagon? And was he dressed like, a cl- dressed, dressed like a clown? That's a great question. Probably. You know, you know what they did? They took his entry fee money and said, see you later. I mean, 10, yeah. 10, 10, 8. 10, 10, 10, 8. Yeah, you're not Monday qualified. Yeah, no. you, you can leave. Yeah, you're no, wasting I'm, everybody's time. Yeah, you're wasting everybody's and time. Every, Have a good day. The people you're playing with and the groups behind you are, are just such behind the eight ball compared to other groups. Right. I mean, it's such an unfair thing. One thing we haven't done this week, guys, we missed it last week because we did our show early. But it's out now. Once y'all guess it, 
Strength of field this week, Byron Nelson. Uh, what do y'all is, got? is this with the DJ withdrawal? Uh, let me click on it. I believe it is. Let's see. Okay. So uh, DJ is not listed. So yes, this is with okay. that. Sam, you want to go first? I went first last time, I think. 220. 220. I think it's higher than that because we got Bryson and Rom. Bryson and Rom. Speed's not that high in the world rankings, though. I'll go. Uh, Speed's 28. I'll go 310. Very close. 299. 299. Here, here's, wow. the next, here's the next question for you guys. Let me count here. What I mentioned, Spieth was 28th in the world. How many players in this field are ranked higher than him? Oh, okay. Bryson Rom, Scheffler. You're right on all those so far. Kepka. Yep. That's four. Um, are there still more? Oh, yes. Still missing some? Several, yep. I'm assuming. Yeah, there, there's at least, I think there's two that y'all will not get. Two that we will not get. Okay. Fitzpatrick. Um, Fitzpatrick's one of them. Burger. Matsuyama. Burger's one of them. Yeah, Matsuyama. Matsuyama. Yep. Now, now we're down to the two that I don't think y'all will get. First, first time since he won the Masters. We've seen Hideki. None of us rostered him, but. Um, yeah, boy, you talk about a Masters hangover. I mean, Bur- like the burger. That was already said, but yes. Is, oh. is Zalatoris higher in the, in the rankings? Uh, Zalatoris is, is not. I don't even. Is he? Uh, no, he's 30th. He's what, thir- okay, two so behind. he's just behind him. Yep. Uh, two guys, and I, I don't think y'all will get him. I really don't. Played well earlier this year, have fallen off a little bit. Siwoo won them? Incorrect. Incorrect. Um, Ryan Palmer. Close, but Ryan Palmer's 31st, so three behind. Man. Harris English. Sergio? Harris English. Harris English 24th. Yeah. Yep. 20, okay. One more. He's right 23rd in the world. Not Sergio, but is he is a, a European? He is a European. It's not Sergio. Old or guy. Oh man! Oh man! I'm uh, I'm grasping at straws here. Come on, guys! Finish second back to back weeks. Oh, Westwood. Oh. Lee Westwood. Westwood. Lee Westwood. What's Westwood ba- right now? Twenty third in the world. Twenty third. Okay. Twenty third in the world. So okay. you've got. Let me make sure I count that. One, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, Jordan Speed, twenty eighth ranked player, is the tenth um, highest ranked player in the world this week. And another guy who we hadn't mentioned, but you guys brought him up because he's ranked higher. Mr. Skill, Matthew Fitzpatrick. I mean, he might have a chance to win this week. Yep, that, the only reason why I didn't put him in here is because the, the length of the course, I just want to see how it plays, and I went with longer hitters just because of that. Right. Other than well, and the thing about Fitzpatrick is that he could hit it longer if he wanted to, but there's no skill in that. <laughs> so we're just going to poke it out there 280 and try to get up and down. You know, this is one of the last things I'll say. I thought it was a shame because during the Walker Cup, I think I heard Matthew Fitzpatrick's name more than I did Alex Fitzpatrick's name. Yeah. You that know, that, was, that yeah. was inevitable. That was going to happen. But it is kind of a shame for the younger brother because you, you get overshadowed a little bit. It seemed like even like he got out overshadowed even more than Chase Kepka does, in a sense. Because, like, at least that's the way it seemed to me. It seemed like every time they showed out, it was like, oh, he's Matthew Fitzpatrick's brother. And it's like, no, this guy's a really good player. Doesn't matter who his brother is. Right. You know? Also, like, yeah. we get it. You've said it a bunch of times, and we see his name's Fitzpatrick up top. We, we can kind of put two and two together. Yeah. I mean, he's Great Britain and Ireland. His last name is Fitzpatrick. It, we, we can kind of put two and two together there. So. Right. Yeah, and it's like you said, they said it for – and th- they didn't have coverage on for eight hours in the day. It's not like they right. had, they, they needed content to fill or anything, you know. Right. So, But now we're well, just nitpicking at that point. So, Boys, we're about 15 minutes away from the announcement at 1 o'clock. If they do go back out, let's make some picks. Uh, who, who do you like, individual and – I mean, obviously the team. I, I'm taking Evan North as a team. Y'all got to go with the rest, and we're well, betting a hundred dollars on it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll go with Jordan Wilson. He's the best player in the tournament. He, he's going to OSU. Um, everything that I've seen from him, it will be interesting to see the greens uh, after uh, um, after all this rain because they were soft before, uh, and so it, it'll be interesting because Jordan Wilson was throwing those shots behind the pins, zipping them back. Uh, there, there might. It'll, it'll be interesting to see whether they just stick or whether they're just zipping way off the front. Well, and one thing, too, is that uh, I don't want to pronounce the name right. Stoller? Is that Stoller? Stoller. It's, it's, like, it's like Stroller. Like you're Stoller. pushing a Stroller. So Sto- Ben Stoller, uh, Jr. from Owasso, oh, committed, committed to Kansas, Kansas State. State. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So Stoller is, he started on the back nine, which in my opinion yep. is the tougher nine. So he's going to get out there, maybe get that side out of the way, go on the front, maybe make a couple of birdies out there. So I think that'll play a lot into it. So, um, and also, too, he went out a little earlier than Jordan Wilson did because Wilson's in the last group of the team competition. So I think that that may have a little bit to do with it. It kind of depends on what – because after rain, you either have calm or you just have big gusts of wind come through. It's like there's really no in-between. So it'll be interesting to see what the weather does coming down the stretch because if the wind picks up on that back nine – 
Jordan Wilson, he's going to have to hit a lot of really good shots. Yeah, and, and as far as the team go, like, if I was Jinx, like, I would definitely want uh, to play in a little bit of tough weather and, and, and try to gain some shots back because right now the deficit is so high uh, that I don't see him coming back. Uh, and, I mean, obviously I might be a little biased because <laughs> I went to Edmund North. Because you're wearing your Edmund North State Championship ring? One of them. Wh- which one? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, which no, one? But which which no. one is that? What year is that? Uh, this is the 10th one. The, the, oh, okay. The, oh, yeah, the you said y'all went big for the 10th. The 10th in yeah, a row. Yeah, we went big for the 10th in a row. Uh, so what year was that for you? That would have been 2014, my so senior, senior year. year. Yeah. So, but anyways, um, yeah, they, they, are, they weren't making as big of a push out of the gates. Right. And so it, what they need now is to play in, play in a little bit of weather and then go from there. Yeah. You're, so. you're really going to have to hope that the Edmund North starts hitting some wayward tee shots and having to take drops because that, that back nine can get can get a little narrow. So, yep. I mean, if that starts happening, I mean, the scores could, could climb astronomically. We never know. But on top of that, even if those guys do that, you have to make birdies and pars on the hard holes to, to make up for it, which those are two things that I'm not saying a miracle has to happen by any stretch of the imagination, right. but those are two strong forces that both had to come together for the events to play out, like you said. I think, I think the real hope is that we get to play some more golf this afternoon. Well, there's no Absolutely. doubt about that. Yeah, yeah. Because if not, we'll We'll know who the the winners are, team yeah. and individual, because yeah. it already Absolutely. happened yesterday. Yeah, so. and and if we do get out and play some more golf, we'll have uh, interviews with the coaches and the players afterwards uh, here on the podcast, and so uh, that'll all be really good stuff. Um, talked to Coach Potter this morning, uh, the new AD actually at Edmond North after this tournament. He told me he said a funny thing. He said, "If we win." Uh, I'm I'm gonna resign if if we lose they're gonna fire me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but either way you're getting promoted. Yeah, either way you're getting promoted to AD. So I wonder, do you get the coach's bonus if you get promoted to AD? Because you know every I don't know. If 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 you're on the coaching team and you win state, there's a, a bonus attached to that. Every every school does that. So fairly interesting to see if the AD is gonna give himself his bonus or not. I don't win. see why not. I don't see why not. All right, hey, good Nar- stuff, fellas. Let's uh, let's hang around. We'll get this announcement. Follow us on Twitter at the seventy third hole. Shout out once again to Madison Custom Homes uh, for putting this together today and, and bringing us up here. M a t t e s o n Madison Custom Homes. Thanks everyone for listening. Once again, stay tuned for more coverage at the seventy third hole on Twitter. This is the 73rd Hole Podcast, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma.